you allow him to turn the corner, mama, there goes that man. Puts up the shot. It's good. Kyrie Irving. Oh, if you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. Oh, boy. Welcome, everyone, to the First Pick Podcast, your source for NBA news-related content. Thanks for listening. Welcome, everyone, back to another episode, episode five here of the First Pick Podcast. What I wanted to do in today's episode with the draft being less than a week away today and free agency being less than a couple weeks away, I kind of wanted to give you guys more of an insight of who's most likely to be traded on every single team in the NBA. Now, when I was conducting this list, I was looking at salary cap, contracts, who can go where. Now, obviously, a little insight into my mock draft that will be coming out on Monday. There's going to be a lot of activity come draft night. A lot of insiders have said, a lot of guys have received promises. A lot of guys that I think are going a little too high, but they receive promises. In the lottery, some guys will be falling. Obviously, nothing is set in stone. Stuff can change on draft night, but apparently only one team is a real lock in who they're going to pick and where they're going to be picking and it's the san antonio spurs with victor Wembanyama. so i'll at least be getting one pick for sure right in my mock draft 2.0 but that's why we got this segment just to kind of see where guys will be landing and such so like i mentioned in today's episode we're going to be doing every team's most likely player to be traded whether that be during the draft or during free agency after free agency i think i'm gonna go through alphabetical order starting with the atlanta hawks now the atlanta hawks have been in a ton of trade rumors with the new cba in place which i will be conducting an episode on the cba which is the collective bargaining agreement the atlanta hawks are already at that second tax apron which is essentially the most a team can spend on a certain team and they can't really add any pieces without getting rid of certain pieces if that makes sense so that's why i have them as their most likely traded mr all reliable himself john collins he feels like he's been in trade rumors for the past his whole career as a matter of fact he signed that extension with the hawks and I just feel like now's his time to leave Atlanta. They just got DeJounte. They want to build around Trey Young. Quinn Snyder, I think, is going to be a great coach for them. Uh, he almost essentially turned their season around over there in Atlanta. I do think that John Collins will be moved. Now, this is just a list of guys I think will be traded. And obviously, some guys will have longer explanations. John Collins, he's been linked to the Suns. This past trade deadline could be linked to them again. I am a huge believer in that whatever didn't get finished in the trade deadline or a summer prior, there's a good chance that teams revisit that. So I do think John Collins to the Suns could pick up some traction here in the next couple of days. Maybe they can use Collins in a pick to Dallas in order to get that 10th overall pick. They are picking 15th in the draft, so right outside the lottery. Yeah, maybe they can package that pick. John Collins move up in the draft. Second here, I have the Boston Celtics. And now that's is a team that had high expectations coming into the season. I think their number one priority should be to re-sign Jalen Brown uh, or extend Jalen Brown. My bad. Um, lock up that duo right there with Tatum and Brown. It was an all-time effort that they gave, almost mounting the 3-1 three, the comeback, 3-0 comeback. I do think that they got to shake up the roster. Malcolm Brogdon just won six man of the year. He was very injured in that Miami series. Al Horford is someone that they could possibly look to move. After this year that's coming up, he'll have a one-year contract, one year left on his contract. And 
I think Al Horford is a is a good candidate to be traded. He's a little on the older side now in the NBA. He'll be around 38 when the contract finishes, 39, I think. But the cool thing about his contract is it's a front-loaded contract, which essentially means he'll make the most of his money in that contract that first year, and it just gradually goes down. So this upcoming year, he's due around 10 to 11 million, and the year after that, he's due nine. So I'm pretty sure someone would like to take on a $9 million contract it's also non-guaranteed so you never know what can happen over there next the brooklyn nets i think they got two guys and they've already been in trade rumors heading into the draft dorian finney smith and royce o'neill two three and d wings can do a little bit of everything any contending team loves their three and d wings dorian finney smith struggled a little bit more royce o'neill is probably the better of the two but i would not be surprised to see either one or even both of them traded on draft night brooklyn has already stated they want to move up in the draft they have picks 21 and 22 and then they have these three and d wings i expect them to move up in the draft the candidate as i mentioned on my instagram at the underscore first pick pod the los angeles lakers have been looking at trading down in the draft with pick 17 maybe a package centered around 17 malik beasley for royce o'neill and either 21 or 22 or maybe even both of them you never know it just depends on how badly brooklyn wants to move up but i think those two are pretty sure most likely to get traded i'd be really surprised if they're both brooklyn nets at the start of the regular season Next, the Charlotte Hornets. I do have them attempting to trade Gordon Hayward. He has an expiring $30 million. And like the Los Angeles Lakers with Russell Westbrook last season, that expiring $47 million, I do think that Charlotte can get something of return. Obviously, Hayward and Russ are completely different players. Gordon Hayward suffers a lot of injuries. He's not as consistent as he once used to be. Multi-time All-Star. But I think a team that can eat up his cap space, that needs a score, or who knows, maybe someone can just eat up his cap space, wave him, and he becomes a free agent this offseason. You never know what can happen, but I would be surprised if Charlotte does not try to move on from Gordon Hayward. The Chicago Bulls is an interesting team here. They can go either way. Obviously, a very underwhelming season. That first year that they brought in DeMar and Lonzo, they were one of the top teams in the East. Then Lonzo has been going down with really severe injuries. I feel bad for the kid. But I do think Chicago look at themselves in the mirror and they say it's time to start a rebuild. You're not going to get anywhere with these pieces. I think at best you're a playing team, maybe, maybe a six seed, but that's wishful thinking. I do think Alex Caruso is the most likely to be moved. He just won an all-defensive team, first team as a matter of fact. He's just one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. I don't think his value will get any much higher than it is right now. Now, if they want to go drastic, I think they do move DeMar DeRozan. He's on the older side of his contract. He's also on the last year of his contract. So whoever's getting him is essentially getting a rental, but it's an expiring contract. So if it doesn't work out, you clear that money off your cap space. So I could look at a team like maybe Portland. We could look at a team like the Dallas Mavericks looking at a DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan is just someone that is always a consistent 20 points per game. And I, and I think any team that lands him would be lucky to get him. The Cleveland Cavaliers now, I do think they move on from Ricky Rubio. They brought him back last season on a multi-year contract, but he underwhelmed a lot. I think this team does not need a backup point guard when you already have ball handling duties between Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell. I do think you can get someone as your backup point guard, more someone like a Javon Carter who will not cost you the same as a Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio is getting up there in age. He showed a little bit of regression 
Obviously, he's a multi-year contract still. I think he has a year or two left on that deal. So whoever's trading for him will have to eat his salary. But I think it's I, I think it's reasonable for Ricky Rubio to not return to this team. Or I can also see them cooperate in a sign-in trade with a uh, free agent now, Karis LeVert. This free agency with the new CBA in place, uh, teams are going to have to try to get the most for their assets. It'd be really dumb for a team to just let a player walk in free agency. And I don't think Cleveland should be doing that, especially how poorly they performed in the first round. Uh, they need a wing. They desperately need a wing. They need someone that can defend and score on the other end. Isaac Okoro is a great defender, but he lacks scoring. So they need someone that can score at that three position and not just be a complete liability on offense. Next, we got the Dallas Mavericks. And I'm thinking they're going to be trading Tim Hardaway Jr., or Davis Bertans I do think they're operating under the assumption that they do keep Luka and Kyrie together. So it's just a matter of who do we put around these players. They have the 10th overall pick in this draft. I think they're one of the few teams in the lottery, if the only team to move completely out of the lottery. I think they're completely fine with that. Tim Hardaway, Davis Bertans, even Maxi Kleba, who I didn't name on this list, they're all expiring deals. I think that they can really get a good value because this draft is insanely deep. You can get a really good player here at 10. So I do think that a team maybe swings for the fences, sends them a good role player, maybe even a fringe all-star. There's a rumor, obviously, it posted on the first pick pod Instagram. Uh, it was the 10th pick, Tim Hardaway Jr. for Boyan Bogdanovich of the Pistons. I think that's a great trade for both sides. Detroit gets another lottery pick to add to that young core. And Dallas gets, obviously, a guy on the older side, but on a great contract. He's a 20-point-per-game scorer, efficient. I really like that trade for them. I also see Davis Bertans. He's an expiring, I think, $17 million deal. Another great, great trade chip for them. Now, Denver, the champions. Hope you guys heard that previous episode, episode four, about how they became the eventual champions. Zeke Naji is probably my most maybe to get traded. Obviously, they're going to have to let someone go of this roster because they traded for the 37th pick in this year's draft. They traded with Oklahoma. So they're looking to bring in young talent. Zeke Naji, I do think, though, is a good piece. I think Denver doesn't trade anyone. I think Denver is more so they don't bring back a guy like DeAndre Jordan or a guy like Ish Smith, just something like that. I don't think anyone goes through a trade. I think they did their trade already, getting the 37th pick. The Detroit Pistons. Now, this is a squad that is young, and the only outlier is Boyan Bogdanovich. I think, as I just mentioned a couple of seconds ago with the Dallas Mavericks, I think Boyan's going to be a hot name in the market. Uh, he's a 20-point-per-game scorer. He's efficient. He's a decent defender. He makes a smart play. He was the leading scorer on the Pistons roster this year. He's on a decent-sized contract. I think they can get something of value for him. And if you can turn Boyan into a top-10 pick, I think you do that in a heartbeat. I think maybe you can trade James Wiseman. He's going to be up for an extension. You don't really know where his value is. Monty Williams, in his coaching press conferences and interviews, has stated he loves Jalen Duran. That only limits the value of... James Wiseman. They also have Isaiah Stewart, Marvin Bagley. They just have a ton of bigs that you don't really know where their value is at or where they're going to be at. So I think James Wiseman could be a candidate to move out of there, even though I think he performed pretty nicely over there in Detroit. The Golden State Warriors. Now, this is another team like the Atlanta Hawks that's above the CBA tax limit. They're paying Steph, Clay, Draymond, who's a free agent this year, or he has a player option. We still have yet to hear if he's opting out. But they have a bunch of guys that they need to pay I think if they go 
the money saving route, I think Jordan Poole is a real option to be moved here. He had a really poor playoffs, but he was also really instrumental in them winning the playoffs a couple years ago. I think a team like maybe Toronto takes a jab at a guy like Jordan Poole, just a guy that can score in hot bunches and he can get you a good 20 to 30 point game eventually in some spurts of the season. Now, who I think will most likely be traded from the Golden State Warriors that has already been reported, Jonathan Kaminga. I think the Warriors are looking to trade into the lottery. And I think Jonathan Kaminga is a perfect guy and maybe a team like the Pistons can take. This is coming from the top of my head, but if you do a three, I haven't looked at the money yet, but if you look at a three-teamer where you send Jonathan Kaminga to Detroit, Boyong to Dallas, and Tim Hardaway to the Warriors, something like that. If you look at something like that, maybe that does work, but Jonathan Kaminga is just someone that he has a ton of upside, and I think that in the right system, he can really flourish and blossom. Obviously, you question the character a bit because he was on a champion competing roster he didn't get any minutes and he was complaining and pouting on the bench according to sources but you hope that takes those lessons and doesn't kind of reciprocate that you know what i mean next the houston rockets they have a ton of cap space as i mentioned but they also have a ton of guys on really cheap deals that's why i do think they pick up the team option on Kenyon martin jr and i think they trade him it's been reported by several news outlets before that he wants to be traded i think this could be the season that he is traded Obviously, these are just one guy on every team that could be traded, so it's not a for sure, but if there's anyone on Houston, I think Kenyon Martin Jr. is that guy. The Indiana Pacers, they're another team that wants to move up in the lottery, multiple first-round picks. I think they packaged those picks with Buddy Heald, uh, last year of his contract, elite three-point shooter, elite volume three-point shooter. Uh, he's a really good scorer. The fact that Buddy Hill has not been in a playoff series at all in his NBA career, just I want to see this man in playoff basketball. I want to see if that shooting is real. So I do think that, you know, obviously you look at teams like contenders looking at shooting, you look at the Lakers, you look at the Clippers, you look at any other team that's looking for talent. Buddy Heald is definitely going to be on their list just because he's an expiring contract. Next, we got Chris Duarte, who is an older guy on that Pacers roster. He was just in his second year, but he came into the league, I think, already as a 21, 22-year-old. He's a little on the older side, but Chris Duarte was really, really good at the start of his rookie year. He slowed down a bit, slowed down the sophomore season. But I do think a change of scenery could be nice for him. Obviously, I do think the Pacers will be active on draft night just to see where they can get as high as they can go. Next, the Los Angeles Clippers. Now, this is a team where they do not care about paying a tax. Steve Ballmer wants to compete, and he will do whatever he needs to do to compete. He'll put up his end of the bargain. I think that they should or most likely look to trade Norman Powell or Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris, the more likely of the two. Marcus Morris is just a guy who fell out of the rotation a little bit. Clipper fans did not like the way he was playing. He was lackadaisical on offense and defense. I do think that he could be moved if we're talking about the Clippers roster. Norman Powell is another name that if you're looking for something of value of the Clippers to be traded, I think Norman Powell is the most obvious. He's going to be on the other side of 30 this offseason, heading into this other contract. So you just want to see if you can capitalize and maybe turn him into something younger. The Los Angeles Lakers here, I have them trading either Michael Beasley or Mo Bamba. Now, a lot of people will question why I don't have D'Angelo Russell on this list. Now, because of the new CBA, if you send out D'Angelo Russell in a sign-and-trade, and you receive a player in a sign-and-trade, which most people have noted, that's what they want them to do. You become hard cap, and that just becomes a whole other issue. So I do think that they pick up the option on Michael Beasley, and they do look at options. Michael Beasley is getting $16 million. 
he has value around the league. He's an elite three-point shooter. He had a cold stretch in L.A., but I do think that L.A. could even look to trade back, as I mentioned before, trading Michael Beasley and that 17th pick for something down the line with multiple draft picks attached to it. Mo Bamba, I don't think he will be moved, but I gave two players for almost every team, and I think Mo Bamba is a guy that he didn't live up to his potential in L.A. He came in, got injured pretty quickly, but he's making $10 million, so hopefully... You see maybe the team sees that they can decline his option and re-sign him on a cheaper deal. The next teams we got coming up are the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, Memphis is a team that I think is really good construction-wise. They have good contracts. They don't have really one that's outside. If I were to pick anyone, I would pick Luke Kennard. He's a, maybe a team comes in there and offers a really high pick, and you just can't say no because Luke Kennard, at the end of the day, is just a shooter. And we saw at times he was getting outplayed in that Lakers first-round series because of his defense but at times he was the only reason they were in the game because of his shooting so i think maybe if a team offers an insanely good pick at memphis maybe they look at trading him miami heat though they just came off a finals loss they're already in trade rumors with bradley beal they also want damian lillard some fans even want both of them i don't think that's possible if i were to pick the two people likely to be traded on their roster i think it's kyle lowry and i think it's duncan robinson i think they're going to try their hardest to keep tyler hero because they probably think that if they add tyler hero to this current group they can win the finals they probably think that's a game changer for them kyle lowry is an expiring almost 20 to 30 million dollar contract and duncan robinson is around an 18 million dollar contract just between those two, you're looking at a huge amount of outgoing salary. You can receive a player, a really good player. So I think that Miami looks at trading those two. The Milwaukee Bucks, I think it could be Grayson Allen. I think if it's between Grayson Allen and Pat Connaughton, I think they like what Pat Connaughton brings more. Grayson Allen is a good defender. He's a decent three-point shooter, but I think he is a little inconsistent at times. Another name I threw in here was Bobby Portis because you had little rumors and whispers that there could be a chance that he would want to move on for Milwaukee because it's going to get real expensive there because they're going to have to re-sign Middleton. They're going to have to re-sign Brooke Lopez. And I think that Bobby Portis could be the next man out. The Minnesota Timberwolves, they're also a team that surprisingly doesn't have that many bad contracts. Obviously, they have the Rudy Gobert ones, so they have good contracts besides Rudy Gobert. Um, but I think if they were to trade anyone, it would be Terry and Prince because he's on a non-guaranteed contract and maybe they find a replacement that they like in free agency. The New Orleans Pelicans, this is a team that's been hot right now in the NBA I think CJ McCollum could be someone that they end up trading just because they want to move on to a different backcourt. Or I think they can trade Zion Williamson. I think that if you were to pick between Zion and Brandon Ingram, I think Brandon Ingram has been the more consistent player. I think Zion Williamson is a phenomenal talent. He's a, an efficient, almost 30 points per game. But I do think that he's injured too much. I think that he is kind of forcing his way out of New Orleans. I think he never wanted to be there in the first place. I think... When they got the first round pick, it was it was noted that he was extremely upset that New York didn't get the first round pick or the first pick in that draft. I think he just doesn't want to be in New Orleans anymore. And I think with New Orleans wanting to move up to get Scoo Henderson, basically going to the top three, I don't think Portland or Charlotte do that move for Brandon Ingram. I think they do that for Zion Williamson, though. Because I think those franchises take a chance on a guy that is an MVP caliber player. I don't. I think if you do an Ingram package, you have to surround more. I think if you do a Zion package, it, it, it might be a little easier to get that done. The New York Knicks, with how poorly Randall played in, in the playoffs, you got a question if they want to keep him around. You also got a question if Obi Toppin wants to stay around. Now, Obi Toppin has a team option. Most likely will be picked up. Maybe he does an opt-in trade. 
as we're going to be discussing that. An opt-in trade is essentially when a player has an option to either leave the team or stay in the team. This goes for either player option or team option. They opt into that year of that contract with the intent of moving them to a different team. So maybe they tell Obi, we're going to accept your team option, but we're going to be moving you to a team like, and this is no rumors, no nothing, but a team like Indiana. So something like that. I can see that happening. Oklahoma City, another team that has tremendous contracts on the book. The only person they're really, really paying that max superstar money is Shadios Alexander, as he should, first team All-NBA. I think if they decide to move anyone, I think it's Lou Dort. I think his time there is already done. was a really key and integral piece to that middle ground years where they were really bad, but they found diamonds in the rough. I think Lou Dort is that type of player. I don't think he's going to be there when they're contending. He's an expiring deal. I wouldn't be surprised if a team throws a, a good a good offer at Lou Dort because at the end of the day, he's a great defender. The Orlando Magic, another non-guaranteed contract, Jonathan Isaac. Maybe they do waive him. Maybe they trade him and whoever picks him up ends up guaranteeing that contract. But I think Jonathan Isaac is out the door over there. He's a great defender. That's all you can really say because he's always injured. We want to see his offensive bag, but he can never string enough games together to see if that's a real thing or not. So that's another thing. Gary Harris is also a non-guaranteed contract, but he's a little more consistent. So I can see a team like that's contending that wants a 3 and D wing. I think Gary Harris is a perfect fit. Philadelphia 76ers. Now, I think they're going to have a major shakeup on the roster. They haven't made it past the second round with Joel Embiid. James Harden is my guy that I think they're going to be trading. I think the smoke to James Harden to Houston is real. I think Harden has shown that even though he took a pay cut last season, he wants to be the number one guy. He's always liked being the number one guy. The 76ers don't want to lose him for nothing. I think they try to get something, whether that's an exception or that's something. They try to get something out of James Harden. Another guy that I think that if they end up keeping Harden, I think they could get a Tobias Harris out of there. He's an expiring contract now. He was on a really, really huge contract getting max player. All-star type of money, obviously never provided that, but he's still a good player nonetheless, solid player. And whoever gets him is getting a huge expiring contract coming off the books the following season. The Phoenix Suns, I think they're in a really tough spot. I think DeAndre Aiden is the guy that they look to trade. DeAndre Aiden is someone that his value around the league, his value could be either really high or really low. You just never really know with him. You question his work ethic a little bit. Another guy that you could maybe trade is Chris Paul, but I think that whole waving him and them not waving him and then the possibility of waving him, those reports really killed any value if he had any. Um, I think Chris Paul ends up getting waved by Phoenix just because of that conflict of report over there now the last couple teams we got the portland trailblazers now the nba fan in me wants to see damian lillard traded because i do think it's time for them to separate but knowing how stubborn that front office is they're probably going to keep damian lillard and the guy that they would probably trade is either yusuf nurkic or anthony simons which is essentially the best teammates dame has on that roster and i do even think they'll trade that number three overall pick i think portland is desperate to win with dame i think they want to show him that they want to win with him but i just think there's nothing in the league right now unless you get a zion williamson and that's unless he has one of the healthiest seasons he's ever had i don't think there's anything in the league that's that gonna change you to becoming a perennial contending team the sacramento kings though i have them trading richwan holmes he's on the last year of his contract he got that contract when he was really really good for sacramento 
He was almost a double-double machine. Uh, and then they got Demonis the bonus and his playing time went down significantly. Latron Holmes, though, is a great center. I could see a team that has cap space trading for him and just letting that expire, come off the books the following season. The San Antonio Spurs, they have Dougie McBuckets, Doug McDermott. I think that's another guy, expiring deal that a contending team could really, really like. He's a 6'8", 6'9", wing that can really, really shoot the heck out of the ball. I think any contending team would really, really want that on their roster. The Toronto Raptors is one of the most interesting teams heading into the draft. They have a ton of pieces and they don't really know what to do. Their head coach that they got is a guy that loves to develop players. He's a he's a player development coach. That, to me, screams that they're wanting to rebuild. All the rumors are saying they want to retool. They don't see this as a rebuild. But if you hire a guy at the helm who is best quality about him is developing talent, I don't think you need that for this group of guys. Maybe just Scotty, but after that, you don't need anyone like that. I think they end up trading either OG Ananobi or Pascal Siakam. I think they trade one or even both of them. I would be surprised if both of them are on the roster this coming up this season. I think OG is the more likely name to be traded. He was offered as far as three first-round picks. And with the uncertainty on draft night, who's picking where, who's going where, I do think that OG is the guy that ends up being traded. He is the perfect 3 and D wing in this NBA. He's one of the best perimeter defenders, and he's an elite scorer. He averages 18 a game. Now, Pat Siakam is a guy that could be a little tougher to trade for, but I do think similarly to DeMontis Sabonis over there when he was trading in Indiana, a trade that kind of out of nowhere, I think that's something that Pascal Siakam can, because for a good portion of the season, he was averaging 25 a game. So I do think something like that could could come up. I think there's been rumors that they want to move into the top three. They also really like Scoo Henderson, which is also a key side note. Mach 2.0 is coming out on Monday, like I mentioned. Charlotte Hornets need to take Scoo Henderson. Whether they're going to keep him or trade him, he is the one player that every team is hoping to trade up for. Now, the Charlotte Hornets will probably choose the player that they want. Whether that's the smartest move they do, that's probably the dumbest move they could do. Because you can get the guy that everyone's willing to offer the farm for, or you can get a guy who is still good, Brandon Miller. But anyway, back to the last two teams. We got the Utah Jazz here. The reason I think they trade Kelly Olenek here is just because he's a big man that can shoot. He's on a really short-term contract. I think he's on the last year of his deal. I think a team transfer him lets him expire. Cap flexibility. Another one that I can see is an opt-in Jordan Clarkson trade. He's on a player option. He can opt-in with the intent of them trading him and then extend with the team that trades for him. Or I think they can just do a straight-up sign-in trade with Jordan Clarkson. I think, as I mentioned, the new CBA, you don't want to lose any player for nothing. You can maybe generate an exception or something for Jordan Clarkson. The final team out of the 30 NBA teams is Washington Wizards. And now, as I mentioned on the Instagram at the underscore first pick pod, Bradley Beal is a name that could be moved this offseason. Now, Bradley Beal is a polarizing player. He's a really good shot maker. He's an efficient scorer when he has pieces around him. My only concern is how high does he raise your ceiling? If you put him on a team like Miami, yeah, you can think finals. You put him on a team with just him and Dame, you start to question, is that a above playing team? Maybe it is. Maybe it's a fifth seed, but you still question it. Now, I do think they move Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal, however, is the only player in the NBA, the entire NBA, with a no-trade clause. A no-trade clause essentially means he gets to operate through the trade. He gets to pick where he goes, and he gets to pick what players are involved in the deal. An example of this was when Kobe 
was on the Lakers and requested a trade. They had a deal with the Chicago Bulls at the time. That was one of Kobe's preferred destinations. Now, the way that the Lakers framed it so that they can keep Kobe is the framework of the deal involved Luol Deng coming back to the Lakers. Kobe Bryant was told of the deal and realized he wanted to play with Luol Deng, so he was not going to accept that deal. So even though the two sides of the of the teams agreed to that trade, because Kobe Bryant said, no, I want to play with Luol Deng, the trade fell through. Bradley Beal can do the same thing. Now, you often, now you got to question the, the Wizards front office, right? Because a guy like Kobe, it makes sense to get a no trade clause. But a guy like Bradley Beal, he's a great player. He's a multi-time all-star. But to get a no trade clause is, is pretty crazy in today's NBA. Now, I do think he forces his way to a team like the Heat. They got the contracts to match him. They have the draft capital to match him. I think he ends up going there to Miami. Another person that I think could be on the move for Washington is Kristaps Porzingis. Now, a lot of you think that it could be an opt-out and he just signs with somewhere else. I think Kristaps is going to take the guaranteed money, even though he's coming off one of the best years of his career. But because he played in Washington, not a lot of people knew about it. He had one of the best years of his career, one of the most healthiest of his career. I think he opts into that guaranteed contract and he goes to another team. It works for both sides. Washington gets a good amount of return because he's on a one-year deal. I think that it just works out for both sides. And I think Kristaps is that player that could be moved along with Bradley Beal. Anyways, thank you guys so much for hearing episode five of the First Pick Pod. I really do appreciate you guys giving me a listen. And I hope you guys enjoy. Remember, Mock Draft 2.0, Lottery Picks 1 through 14 is coming out Monday. And then the day before the draft, Wednesday, we're doing the rest of the first round. I hope you guys enjoyed. And I really do appreciate it. Peace.